0: that's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group void. prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, 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 everybody. We are back. To God be the glory. I hope everybody had an awesome, awesome summer. I don't know about y'all, but I had a wonderful summer. Um, I decided to go to uh, Memphis, Tennessee, over the summer and visit, you know, my relatives that were ailing. So I was grateful to the Lord that I was able to um, spend time, you know, with family members. Plus um, my job has an office there, so I didn't have to use any PTO. And I was able to work, plus, you know, come home in the evening, cook for them and take care of them while I was there. So it was kind of like a working vacation. But, you know, I was able to go see my father. We threw him a 70, surprise 71st um, birthday party. For those of you guys that follow me on Facebook, um, that is the uh, first time that, um, you know, my family have all been together. Like, my father has, like, seven children, and he's been married several times, so we all have different mothers. Um, So it was, you know, it's very hard trying to, you know, get our schedules to where we're all, you know, together at the same time and get to hang out. So that was very nice. But um, I'm just grateful that, you know, I I was able to, you know, see family members, have a little mini family reunion, so to speak. Um, It's always good when, you know, siblings get along. Um, It's funny because when I was Reading over the material, again, because um, I don't really lay it down in the summer and don't look at it no more. I kind of go over bits and pieces a little bit more thoroughly, underline things, look up things, kind of do a little bit of research. Um, Not every day, but, you know, maybe once or twice a week because I like to be um, – I like to look at it with a pair of fresh eyes when I come back um, in the fall. So um again, my name is uh Evangelist Dara Russell. I'm excited, excited, excited that um you were able to join in tonight. Um, I know that I had said that we were gonna pick up at Genesis chapter thirty five, uh, and thirty six. But um as I was going back um going back through the because um, we're actually gonna skip um Thirty six because thirty six is a genealogy, and we 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 might dab back into that um, next week. But I want you guys to kind of read that on your own because it's a lot of names. Um, There's going to be a few that I'm gonna pick out for us, you know, to kind of go over that goes in with the story. But then we're gonna jump right back in um, next week. Excuse me, in chapter thirty seven because I want the story to kind of flow because I want you to kind of get. Like, what's going on? I love the way that um the story is written out. It's just so beautiful. I just love God's word. Anyway, the way the story is written, it goes kind of in order. Um, there's some um, time gaps in between there. But if you really, you know, sit down and, and, and pray and listen, you know, to, to the Holy Spirit, you know, um. It will guide you to where you need to go in your scripture reading. Um, Tonight, I will be reading out of the King James Version. Now, every now and again, I do have a New Living Translation, um, and I think I have a new King James. So I will always let you know what I'm reading out of, um, you know, so that you, you can follow along uh, with me, or you can pull it up on your con- computer. So, tonight, because we're doing a review, um, it's not going to be a whole lot of scriptures. I'm giving y'all a break, but next week, uh, we are going to dig right back in, um, because, um, you know we're going to be reading scripture tonight but next week it's going to be a whole lot of scripture cuz i use not only the scriptures that we're reading i use the scripture references um because they're they're you know they're around in the um in the bible as well so i want to make sure um you know that we we move we're going to move back into it slowly tonight cuz I want y'all to catch up cuz there might be some new people on there that are looking around like what is she talking about so at least this is like a nice review tonight. And then next week we're going to dive head first. So make sure y'all got y'all sticky notes. Y'all know I'm the sticky note queen. I got sticky notes everywhere. Um, Get y'all some sticky notes. Get y'all some um index cards because we can write scripture on those. Like I have tons of them. My, my grandbaby comes in and borrows them for her medical terminology class, so I'm getting kind of low. Um. But, um, and I want y'all to get y'all some really good pencils and highlighters because I highlight a lot in the Bible that way. And I put a sticky note there, like it's a sticky note hanging out of there. That way, it'll kind of give you, um, when you look at your Bible, you will see that thick note and go, oh, yeah, that's what's going on in that chapter. So I kind of use that as a reference, too, to see if that will help you. All right, so tonight we're going to read out of the King James Version. And I'm, oh, let's just give a big hand ah. To our hostess with the mostess, Ramonda Moore Brown. I'm just so – y'all just don't know how grateful I am to this young lady because she's younger than me, so she's a young lady. Um, to give us this opportunity to be able to sit down and study God's word. Um, You know, a lot of times people are just not interested. You know, they want to go to church on Sunday, which is nothing wrong with that. Get their little, you know, two-minute of scripture, let the preacher preach, and then go home. Some people actually like to sit down, open the Bible, go through it, verse by verse, tear it apart. So, I just want to say that for those who love to do that like me, I'm just very grateful that we all got some kindred spirits on here, and everybody's just so, yay! So, I'm just so glad that, you know, Sister Ramonda, oh, y'all, and don't forget, she has a show on every Saturday night. Um, Let me tell you, y'all, if you, uh, it is for women, Empowering Women, and it is an awesome show. I've been on it a a couple of times. Um, She has some awesome guests on there, and they talk about a variety of topics, Um, things that, you know, women in Christ, you know, need to talk about because a lot of things, a lot of times things are, you know, hidden or pushed up under the rug, and, and women suffer in silence. So I love the fact that her show comes on. I think it's uh, 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and it's 10 p.m. Central. Um, uh, It's Ramonda Empowered. I'm going to have to get you guys the information, but um, I really want y'all to, you know, listen in because you'll learn a lot. Um, This sister is anointed. I am appreciative to what she does. So now um, let's have a word of prayer, and then we are going to dig in. We're going to start tonight at Genesis chapter 31. So everybody get your books ready. Father, in the name of Jesus, we are just so grateful to be able to Study your word, God. We have the summer off now. We are hungry and thirsty for your word. God, as we study your word, please give us wisdom, clarity, um, knowledge, and, and understanding, God. You know, we know that there are no accidents. In you only appointments, God. And tonight we are here at the appointed time to be able to learn and hear what thus saith the Lord. We are just so grateful, God. Bless those that are here, bless those that are on their way. Um, Father, in the name of Jesus, bless the facilitator, Ramonda Moore Brown, and her family. And um, just keep your head your protection around her. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So, woo. All right. So let's get our books out. We're going to start tonight at dinner. Genesis um, chapter 31. Now, where we had left off, what had happened was, <laughs> poor Jacob. This fellow, sometimes Jacob gets a bad rap and then sometimes Jacob just brings stuff on himself. Let's just be 100 with it, okay? So the thing is, Jacob um, is being Jacob. You know his name being um, um, Trickster, okay? Okay. So Jacob is just being Jacob. You know, he's a he's a liar, he's a trickster, he's a, you know, manipulator. Um, um, you know, he's got a lot of things going on, but God still feels like that he can use him. Okay. So where we had left off was Jacob was on his way back home, okay? So he had worked for his messy father in law Laban for the span of 20 years, okay? So basically, um 14 years he worked for his the wives, Leah and Rachel, and then the other 20 of uh, 6 years he worked for the cattle. Cuz remember if you guys um that were on there um before, we had read in uh verses, I think the books of 20 chapter 27, 28 and 29. What's been going on is uh Rachel, um, uh, Jacob ran off, ran to his father-in-law. He met the love of his life, um, uh, Rachel. And then he decided, you know, I just can't live without her. I want to marry her. Let me tell you something. I'm just going to, um, um, I'm going to work for her. Uh, What's your price? So the father, who is grimy, we all know that he's a Laban. He's Assyrian, okay. And what I was reading again over some of the the places where they're traveling through, and I remember I told you guys five out of the the seven areas. Uh, Damascus, Syria, Libya, all of these places are are where, you know, there's a uh, travel ban right now. So if you think that biblical history or biblical places are just biblical places, you better think again, because right now there's a travel ban on five of those seven uh, areas that are mentioned right here in Scripture. Okay, and I know that Libya is one of them, Syria is um, one of them. I know there's Iraq, Iran. Like, these are the places that we are talking about right now, okay, Padam Ram, um, um, Iran, Iraq. Those are modern-day Iran, Iraq. They had other names back in the biblical times, okay? So the places that we're reading about right now are in Scripture. Are, they're having trouble over there still till this day. So this is where this conflict started, okay? So you got Jacob and you got Esau, okay? You got two brothers, both of them the sons of Abraham, okay? But, or not Abraham, I'm sorry, Isaac. But the problem is um, there's a conflict, okay? There's a conflict. Now, Jacob, you know, he told a little story. Um, He said some things that he shouldn't have said, and then he had to leave. So now he's with his father-in-law, who's just as messy as he was, okay? So basically, I call it uh, the chickens coming home to roost, or you're getting a taste of your own medicine. So basically, Laban told him, you know, you got to work seven years for this um, daughter. Well, he did what he was supposed to do, but then on the wedding night, he sent the other sister in, the really one he wanted. And unfortunately, throughout, after after that, after all of that, you will, you see how Jacob treats them, uh, you know, uh, against one, one, one off the other. You know, he loves one more than the other. So then they have a baby battle in uh, Genesis um, chapter 28. Um, he started 28 and 29. He starts having like um, a baby battle, okay? So um, one wife says, you know, you know, I, I want kids, you know, she starts popping out babies, that's Leah. She starts popping out kids. Well, then Rachel gets jealous and throws the handmaiden in. Then the handmaid starts having kids. Then Leah gets, you know what, she starts uses her handmaiden. So then Before all is said and done, um, he is up to now, um, he's up to 10, let's see, he's up to 10 kids. I don't think, yeah, I think Joseph was, yeah, Joseph was born too, because the last one is Benjamin. Um, But the thing is, um, he's still showing favoritism. Instead of, you know, I understand that you got four of them. Keep it all together, you know, treat everybody the same. No, he doesn't, okay? So this is going to cause conflict in the home later. I had wrote in my notes for some odd reason, um, be careful about showing favoritism um, in your children because it's going to come back to bite him later. Okay, so let's start at Genesis chapter 31. I'm not going to read every single verse because um, uh, we've been through them before. I just want you to get the idea of what's going on. Okay, so Genesis chapter 31, um, and he heard the words of Laban's son, saying Jacob had taken away all of um, that was our fathers, and of that which was our fathers had he gotten all the glory. And Jacob beheld the countenance of Laban, and behold, it was not toward him as before. So what what happened is, <laughs> Laban tried it. He, um, you know, they're arguing over cattle. So let's just put it that way. They're arguing over cattle and different things, and Laban now does not feel the same way about that he once felt. You know, he was profiting off of his son-in-law. Remember, you guys, even though um, Jacob is messy and sometimes doesn't act right, which we're going to see in um, the chapters coming up, um, God is still covering him. God is still blessing him. So just look at it as us. Even when we mess up, even we step when we step out of the will of God, and the promises of God, he still covers us. He still, um, yes, we, we have to go back to him and own up to our mess. I'm, I'm holding my hand up. You can't see me. It's my invisible hand. But he still loves us. He still is covering us, you know, like he said he would. He still blesses us, even though most of the time I'm just going to be real, I don't deserve half or probably more than half, 75% of what God blesses me with. I don't deserve it because I fail daily, but God in his richness and in his mercy and in his compassion um, for me, he, he blesses me anyway in spite of me. So this is what's going on with Jacob. In spite of Jacob, God is still blessing him, okay? So now let's go on. He said, um, verse 5, and said unto them, I see your father's countenance, that is not toward me as before, but the God of my father has been with me. Okay, and ye know that with all my power I have served your father. So he's trying to reason with these fellows. Listen, I done did everything you know this dude told me to do. He ain't treating me right now, he's still in some type of way. You know, I'm trying to bring it into now so that we understand it because you know, sometimes the bees and the dowels get you messed up. But this is what's going on Jacob's trying to talk to. Um, Laban's sons, because remember, he, he's got, you know, most of the women in Laban's camp, okay? So um, now here's the sons of Laban, and he's trying to talk some sense into him. Listen, I've been working for your daddy. You know I've been here about 20 years. You know I did everything he asked me to do, and even um, with the, the cattle. You know, he gave him the good cattle, and he still, you know, hey, he's still mad, all right? You know, and then you know the Lord, you know the Lord got him back, and then he blamed it on you know Jacob. So he just said, "Listen, um, just let me go, um, and just you know, listen." So here's what happens. He said, "Verse seven, and your father had uh, deceived me and changed my wages ten times, but God." Suffer him not to hurt me. So he's saying even though he's messing with my money, he's you know, he ain't doing me right. God is still blessing me, okay? He, and verse 8, if he said thus, the speckled shall be thy wages, then all the ca- cattle bear speckled. So Laban tried it, but the Lord ended up, you know, vindicating it. <laughs> He ended up, you know, it came out in Jacob's favor. Okay, verse 10 and it came to pass at the time that the cattle conceived, and I lifted up my eyes and saw in a dream, and behold, the rams which leaked upon the cattle were um, ring uh, streaked, speckled, and grizzled. So, remember, we talked about that before. You know, it was supposed to be he, Laban thought if he took the good, um, cattle and gave Jacob the bad cattle that everything was going to be worked out, but the Lord fixed it, the Lord fixed it. Okay. So that it didn't turn out that way. Jacob still had more and Laban just couldn't seem to get the better of him. So, because, you know, Jacob didn't understand that the Lord hand was in all of this. Okay. He said, um, and then, um, Verse um, 11, and the angel of God spake unto me in a dream, saying, Jacob, and I said, here, I am, here am I. And he said, lift up now thy eyes and see all the rams which leap upon the cattle are ringed, strapped, speckled, and grizzled, for I have seen all that Laban doeth unto thee. So this is God himself is telling Jacob, listen, I see what's going on. Don't worry, I got you. He said, Uh i am I am the God of Bethel, where thou anointest the uh pillar, and where thou vowedest a vow unto me now rise get thee out get thee out from this land and return unto the land of thy kindred. now I want you guys to write this on your stick note <clears throat> excuse me right here genesis chapter thirty one verse thirteen Okay, so Genesis chapter thirty one, arise, get thee out from this land, and return unto the land of thy kindred. All right, so now we are in verse uh, we are in um Genesis chapter thirty one. Watch how many chapters it takes Jacob to get all to get back to Bethel, okay? He's gonna have some detours, some some mishaps, some messiness. Um, his daughter's gonna get raped, like in the process, it's gonna be a hot mess. This is what happens when you are walking in disobedience and out of the will of God. Sometimes you guys, we bring things on ourselves. All right. So now he told him to get his family, get his um the cattle, get everything you got. And go So verse 17 Chapter 31 Then Jacob rose up and set his sons and his wives Upon camels And he carried away all his cattle All his goods which he had gotten The cattle um, Of his getting Which he had gotten in uh, uh, For to go to Isaac His father In the land of Canaan Now he was told to go to Bethel Right Okay and Laban went to shear his sheep, and Rachel had stolen the images that were her father's. So basically what Rachel did was she took her father's idols, okay? So unbeknownst to Jacob, he's on his way to go do what the Lord told him to do um, before, you know, all the messiness sets in. But now his favorite wife done took her father's idols, okay, her father's idols, so she was not supposed to have them, but, you know, so anyway, you know, perhaps she thought, you know, hey, this is my inheritance from my father, I'm gonna keep it, because remember now, they they were out there in the, you know, in another part, they were not under the, 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 the God, okay, the same God that, you know, uh, Jacob was under, all right, they were out there, you know, clowning around, they had their own little idols and their own little things that they were worshiping. And so when they went up under Jacob, they were supposed to go under Jacob's God. But remember, Jacob spent 20 years out there in the wilderness, you know, uh, acquiring wives, having children, you know, just out there working for his father-in-law, living his life. Not too much about God, you know, is, is, is mentioned at first. But then God gave him a direct order in chapter thirty one to head back to Bethel, okay? So now she done messed up and grabbed um the her father's idols, okay? And that's all Laban with his messy self needed to go running after them. Okay? And um stole away unawares to Laban the Syrian, in that he told him not that he fled. So Jacob left and didn't tell his father-in-law that he was leaving. And we're going to see why he didn't tell him. One, because, like I said, we know that Laban got some messy qualities about himself, okay? But I love the fact that, you know, God is covering – Jacob and he's going to make his presence known even to Laban. So, you know, when people, uh, Every time I, I read this this in scripture, how God came to Laban in a dream, he knew who God was. And it's funny how sometimes people that, you know, don't go to church um so much will come up and, and talk to us and, you know, say certain things to us. And you look at them like, you don't even go to church. How do you know that? Or why are you talking about that? We don't know. Who God is going to speak to and who God is going to speak through? So we always got to be very careful when we look at people and judge them, okay? We don't want people judging us, and we ain't always pretty and perfect. Um, so we got to be careful what we say about other people, all right? So he rose up. He started heading toward Mount Gilead, okay? And it was told to Laban on the third day that Jacob, so Jacob had a good three days or so ahead. So he took his brethren with him, verse 23, pursued after him, uh, seven days' journey, they overtook him in the Mount of Gilead. But looky here, verse 24, God came to Laban, the Syrian, in a dream by night and said unto him, take heed that thou speak not to Jacob either good or bad. So basically... You probably need to watch what you say, um, because I am God and I will deal with you. Now let's see what Laban has to say. All right. So now, verse twenty-five. Laban overtook Jacob. Um, he caught up with him. All right. So Laban, Jacob had pitched his tent in the mount room, verse twenty-five, and Laban with his brethren pitched in the mount of Gilead. And Laban said to Jacob. Uh, what has thou done that thou hast stolen away unawares to me and carried away my daughters as captives, taken with the sword? Now, first of all, those, okay, he married them gals, and, you know, those other two were given to them because they were their handmaidens. So, now, how did he take them hostage uh with the sword. You know, you know, I that's an exaggeration of what he's kind of saying. But like really, Laban, now you know that man worked twenty years for you for them to, for those, those women and them, you know, and the people that were with them. So stop it, I say. All right. So now he told him, he said, um, verse twenty seven, Wherefore didst thou flee secretly and steal away from me and didn't tell me that I might have sent thee away with merch and with song, with tablet and with harp. And we know that is not the truth. He's trying to say that maybe if you would have told me, I would have sent you off at this nice little party. We would have had a party. We'd have been playing some music. We'd have had a nice little dinner. We know better. That's not what was, what was going down. All right? He said, you wouldn't even, in verse 28, you wouldn't, I'm paraphrasing, you wouldn't even let me kiss my sons and daughters, okay? So he told him he was foolish. He said, it is in the power of my hand to do you hurt. So now Laban told him, I feel like I want to just jack you up right now. But the God of your father spake unto me last night, saying, take thou heed that thou speak not to Jacob, either good or bad. So technically to me, I think he done already said a little bit too much as it is. So, you know, Laban, you might just want to be quiet now and go on about your merry way. Okay. And now what he says is um, that would have be gone because, you know, you longest after thy father's house. Yep. So to my God. So now he's trying to say, after all of that, you took my kids, you took my grandkids, um, now you took my my idols, okay? Remember, Jacob does not know that the idols are even um, there at this time. He doesn't know, okay? He said, and um, Jacob answered and said to Laban, because I was afraid, for I said, you know, that you would take by force your daughter's from me, and he know that's the truth, okay He knew that, and whosoever thou findest good, let him not live so now Jacob is saying, listen, you can go through the whole camp, look wherever you look, and whoever got something that don't belong, you know that's not supposed to be with us, that belongs to you, kill, them. don't let him live he doesn't not he doesn't realize that it's actually you know his wife and his favorite one at that, um it says, For Jacob knew not that Rachel had stolen them. Okay? Laban went into um, Jacob's tent and into Leah's tent and into the two maid servants' tent. But he found them not. Then he went out of Leah's tent and entered Rachel's tent. Now Rachel had taken the images and put them in her camel's um, in the uh, camel's furniture and sat on them. And Laban searched all the tent but found them not. And she said to her father, let it not displease my Lord that I cannot rise up before thee, for the custom of the women is upon me. So basically, you know, the custom back then when, you're, when your parents entered, you are to stand up um, when they walk into a, a spot, you know, um, to show them reverence. So you're supposed to stand up and, you know, uh, uh, show respect. To your parents that's that's a you know a custom over there so for not being able to stand up when she had she was on her period and you know back then um you know they didn't have uh bathing and bath facilities you know like they do nowadays and the hygiene wasn't as great um as it was uh nowadays so he didn't want to touch her anyway you know once she said that even though it was a lie um he wasn't studying her, all right. So it says, um, and Jacob was rough, and um, chose with and Laban. And, and Jacob answered and said to Laban, "What is my trespass? What is my sin that thou hast so hotly pursued after me?" So he's at. You know, the thing is, technically Jacob didn't do anything, but Laban is just Laban. And you know, we're gonna see um, the the children. Uh, Some of Laban's qualities are are rubbing off on the daughters, and they rub off on the children of the daughters as well, Jacob's um, sons, all right? He said, for uh, 20 years um, have I been with thee. Um, Telling them, I'm in verse 38, you know. I didn't take anything that didn't belong to me. You know, I took I, – I worked for you for 20 years. Um, You know, I've done everything that I've needed to – I've done for you, and you are still, you know, you're not Um. Hmm. – all right. So now you're still, you know, you're still not doing, you know – you're just following me, you're, 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 you're all over me, and I just don't understand what's going on, all right? So then he turns around, he says, listen, go down to verse 41. He said, I have been 20 years at your house. I've served you 14 years for your two daughters and six years for the cattle. So that's what I was talking about. So if you ever want to tell somebody where it's at, it's in Genesis chapter 31, verse 41. He said, and you have changed my wages 10 times. So Jacob put up with a lot, but I'm sorry. Some of the things he brought on himself and then some of the things, you know, was just Laban being Laban, okay? He said, except the God of my father, the God of Abraham and the fear of Isaac, okay, had been with me, surely thou hast sent me away now empty. So what he's saying is, had it not been for um, you know, um the the God that he served, um, Laban would have sent him away um with nothing. It, not even his, his wife, his wives, his children, um, the cattle. You like he wouldn't have had nothing. He would have worked for twenty years and would have left, and, and would have left with absolutely nothing. Okay? So now So now we're going on back to um, the scripture, all right? So verse 42, all right, so now um, he said, God has seen my affliction and the uh, labor of my hands and rebuked you last night. He said, and Laban answered and said unto Jacob, These daughters are my daughters, and these children are my children, and these cattle are my cattle, and all that thou seest is mine. And what can I do this day unto these my daughters, or unto my children which they have been uh, which they have born? He said, Now therefore come, let us make a covenant. And 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 so now here's here's where we are. Laban sees that the daughters and the children are not coming back um, with him, okay? And he knows that the Lord had already told him, listen, don't mess with them or you will have to deal with me. So now Laban, you know, and, and him are going to make basically a covenant. All right? So this is um, the covenant. He said, and let it be a witness for me and you. And Jacob took a stone and set it up for a pillar. And Jacob said unto his brethren, gather stones. They took the stones. They made a heap. They did eat there upon the the heap. And Laban called it, um, basically, he called it a Syrian name, but Jacob called it Galeed. Okay? And Laban said, this heap is a witness between me and thee this day. Therefore, the name of it was called Galeed. Okay, then they did what's called a mitpa. Okay, remember a mitpa means watchtower. Remember we talked about that. It's like, um, kind of like a um, an oath. You know, uh, we say it at church all the time. The Lord watch between me and thee while we are absent one from another. You know, we used to say I'm from the Old Missionary Baptist Church, and we used to say that at the end of every service. May the Lord watch between me and thee while we're absent, one from another. We say that every Sunday at the end of church. You know, I didn't even know it was scripture. You learn something new every day. So, that's where that misspah is. It's in Genesis chapter 31, verse 49. Also, you can find some more information in Judges chapter 11, uh, verse 29, and uh, 1 Samuel 7, verse 5. So, um, uh, Basically, he's saying, so now this is Laban um, talking to Jacob. He said, if thou shalt afflict my daughters, and if thou shalt take other wives beside my daughters, no man is with us. See, God is witness between me and you. So he's saying the four you got better be enough because you better not take um, no more than what you got. I just don't see how the man could have had any more anyway, but okay. Okay. Now he's saying, uh, verse 53, the God of Abraham, the God of Nahor, um, and the God of their father, judge, okay, between uh, Jacob and swear by the fear um, of his father, Isaac, all right? Nahor is um, um, uh, Abraham's brother. Um, Then um, Jacob offered sacrifice on the mountain, called his brethren to eat bread, They didn't. They tarried all night at the mount. And early in the morning, Laban rose up, kissed his sons, kissed his daughters, blessed them, and Laban departed and returned to his place. So now we are done. Uh, That was um, Jacob, I call it his his trial, um, his trying times, his trial. Now instead of going on to Bethel like he was supposed to go to Bethel, Jacob decides to do Jacob. Okay, so listen at this Genesis chapter thirty two. Um, Jacob went on his way, and the angels of God met him. Okay, and when Jacob saw them, he said, "This is God's host," and he called the name of that place Mahanayin. So basically, or uh, Mahanan. Basically, what what happened is. Jacob is on his way to meet his brother Esau, okay? Jacob got some fear in him right now. So God knows the heart. So he sent a host, as you can see here. Angels of the Lord met him on the way to go have this reunion with Esau, okay? So you've got You know, the Lord with him, his angels round about the camp, uh, you know, God is trying to show um, Jacob, listen, I've got you. I'm sending you on. I'm telling you where to go. I'm going to be with you through this whole thing, okay? But because we are people and because Jacob is Jacob and because we are us, sometimes we get um, a little... Um, fearful, okay? So, basically, um, the thing is, um, Jacob is now going to be in a crisis. And like us, we're going to see what happens with Jacob. Even though he has the Lord, we're going to see how he reacts in a crisis. Um, Jacob sent the messengers, um, sent his messengers before him to Esau, his brother, unto the land of Seir, the uh, Country of Edom. Remember, um, um, Esau went his own way and had his own tribes and his own people and his own nation. Okay, so it's a pretty, you know, it's a nice. He's got a large area. Okay, remember, there's a lot, there's a lot of Arabs right now, and believe you me, they all started right there. All right, he commanded them, saying, Thus shall you speak unto my Lord Esau, thy servant Jacob, say it thus, I have served joy with Laban, and stayed there until now. Now, when I read that again over the weekend, okay, here's what bothers me. When the Lord says, I'm going to be with you, you have a direct command from God to go back home. The Lord sent his angels there, camped there with you to make sure that you carry out the assignment. and God's only appointment, okay? So he has an assignment. He has an appointment. He has somewhere that he has to go because the Lord said. Now, I had a little problem with speak to, speak unto my Lord Esau. Thy servant Jacob. Okay. Now we know in scripture that the scripture has said that the older will serve the uh, uh, the younger. Um, you know why is he grumbling right now? You know what I'm saying? Why is he he's he's very fearful right now? He called Esau my lord. He sent an offering of cattle to Esau trying to buy forgiveness when he should have just talked to his brother and tried to work things out. Because remember, Jacob was the one in the wrong, you know, yeah, Esau forfeited the birthright, you know, because his heart wasn't in the right place. The Lord had already favored Jacob over Esau before birth anyway. You know what I'm saying? Rebecca, he had already told, you know, um, who was going to do what? But the thing is, God is going to um, keep His promise, even though Jacob is fearful and messy and being Jacob, God is still God, or as we say, God is is um, still good. Okay. So now, if you go, if you go through um, uh, verse five, it's talking about how He offered him cattle, as you know. You know, I'm trying to pay you not to beat me up, (laughs) one of those kind of things. Verse 6, the messengers returned to Jacob saying, we came to the brother Esau, and he's coming coming to meet you and bringing 400 men with him. Now, in our minds, okay, my mind, I'm thinking, now, why do Esau got to bring 400 people to meet your brother You know What did the servant say Well we don't know Because it doesn't say in scripture So you can't really say But the thing is This could have went two ways One Esau could be bringing in people Because somebody told him Jacob had a big crew So he bought his crew So now we got two big gigantic crews One on this side One on this side And we don't know what the other one's thinking So maybe that's why Or you know Maybe he bought them just because he wanted to bring them and and welcome his his brother. Like, we don't know until they actually meet, okay? He said here, verse 7, then Jacob was greatly afraid and distressed. Now, why? Because in verse 1, it says, and Jacob went on his way, and the angels of God met him. So you have the angels of the Lord behind you right there in the camp waiting, you know, to um, intervene if needed. And then you have your brother coming with 400 men. I don't know. I I take God and his angels for 200, Chuck. Just saying. That's just me. I don't know about anybody else. I mean, I understand why he was afraid because of the things that he did before he left. He probably He's not in a good place in his spirit about it okay? But you have God and the angels there with you, okay? So, then Jacob was greatly afraid and distressed. He divided the people that was with him and the flock and herds and the camels into two bands. So, what he did, he separated all of his stuff. Because remember, Jacob is traveling with a whole lot of people. He got, you know, four wives, I think, uh, 12 12 sons, 11 sons, because Benjamin had him been born. So he's got 11 um, sons. He's got, um, you know, nurses, uh, handmaidens. He's got um, um, the people that tend to the cattle. So, I mean, it's a lot. It's a lot of people, okay? Um, and said, if Esau come to one company and smite it, then the other company, which is left, shall escape. So now here is the point. Where we as believers in Christ, this is our greatest weapon right here. If you start at verse 9, from verse 9 to verse 11, Jacob is seerly praying to a holy, sovereign God. He is being sincere about that thing, okay? Even though God sent his angels to kind of comfort Jacob, Jacob is not comforted at all. So what does he do? The one thing that we as believers in Christ are supposed to do when we are faced with conflict. He started praying. He said, O oh God my, of my father Abraham and God of my father Isaac, the Lord which saith unto me, return unto thy country and to thy children, I will deal well with thee. I am not worthy. Of the least of all the mercies and of all the truth which thou hast showed unto thy servant, he's talking about himself. He said, "For with my staff I passed over this Jordan, and now I have and become too bad." So he's saying, "I'm separating my 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 family, my cattle. Lord, help me, please deliver me. I pray thee from the hand of my brother and from the from the hand of Esau, for I." Fear him, okay, lest he will come and smite me and the mother with the children, okay? So he had this sincere, I call it holy ghost fire, heart-wrenching, get on your knees. God, help me, my family, my children are at stake, the children's mother are at stake. Help me, God. I need help, okay? He said, and I will... And thou said it, I will surely do thee good and make thy seed as the sand of the sea, which cannot be numbered for multitude. And he lied there that same night and took of that which came to his hand a present for Esau, his brother. So now he's trying to buy him off. Here we go. 200 she goats, 20 he goats, so that's boy and girl, 200 uh, ewes and 20 rams. 30 milk camels, uh, basically milk camels, with their coats, 40 kind, and 10 bulls, 20 um donkeys, basically, and 10 foals. And he delivered them unto the hand of his servants. So he didn't even do it himself. He, I told you he has a lot of cattle, and that wasn't even a third of what he had, okay? he's This is like a peace offering, so to speak. He said, take it over there to the, you know, Pass over there, go on over there, take it to my brothers. And he commanded, when Esau meeting and asked, whose are those? Let them know that this is Jacob, your servant. Still again, Jacob is not the servant. The older will serve the younger, okay? Let them know that I'm sending these to to, to him. I'm paraphrasing because this is what verse 18 is talking about, all right? So he commanded. And he went on, he followed there, he went on over there, all right so now verse twenty one so went the um went the present over before him and himself lodged that night in the company, and he rose up that night and took his two wives and his two women servants and his eleven sons, and passed over the the river basically he's putting he's putting faith okay he's putting faith in between his people, his cattle his wives his children he's separating them even more he's bringing one that he's bringing the people that are the most important to him his wives and his children he's separating them out even further, okay. So he's bringing them across the the river, excuse me, and he took them and sent them over the brook and sent over that he had. And Jacob was left alone. You notice there's a, what is that, a semicolon? Because only you guys, when we are alone, God can start to work with us. If you notice, God didn't deal with Jacob when he was with his servants, when he was with his wife, when he was with his children. God waited until Jacob was alone, and then God himself approached him. Okay? It says here, and there wrestled a man with him until the breaking of day, saw that he rebelled not against him, he touched the hollow of his side, and the hollow of Jacob's side was out of joint as he wrestled with him. All right? So now, basically, the, the, the river is like right near, it has the Jordan flowing through it, about 24 um, miles north of the Dead Sea. Okay, so basically the name is related to the Hebrew word, um, basically wrestled. Okay, so now the man who wrestled Jacob basically is an angel. If you go to Hosea chapter 12, verse 4, well, you want to start at verse 2. Read verses 2, 3, and 4. Hosea chapter 12 is talking about the same scenario, okay, was evidently like a pre-incarnate Christ. So because remember, you know, ain't nobody looked upon the face of God. You understand what I'm saying? And and we're gonna see that when we get to the Exodus. Because, you know, the smoke had to be around and Moses' face was a hot mess when he you know, you can't God is too pure for our eyes to look upon it because we are sinful in these bodies, okay? So the thing is God has people to do his work, but remember here itself is a pre-incarnate Christ. So basically, it's it's Christ. Okay, so he's wrestling. Okay, he touched them, leg out of joint or out of step. Okay, but because the Lord was able to get him alone and minister to him, okay, things changed. All right, things changed. I love the fact that praying, um, Lord, help my unbelief. Remember that? Remember that scripture? Lord, help my unbelief. Mark chapter 9, verse 24. You know, I know you with me, God. Help my unbelief. All right, so every statement in this prayer indicates that Jacob had a profound knowledge of God's ways and God's character, and yet he was praying in desperation. So not only was he praying in desperation, God had to come, you know, send, you know, his son and comfort him. He had to come and deal with him. Not only did he have to deal with him, he changed him. He changed his name. He gave him a new. All right, even though Jacob is still, as we're going to see in the coming chapters, Jacob is still um, Jacob, all right? So the thing is, he went ahead, he had a limp, all right? So now wrestling, 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 okay? So I love it. Um. When we're alone, and these are off my notes, you guys, when we're alone, we can't escape into other people's hearts and minds and be distracted. We have to live with ourselves and face ourselves, all right? Think about it. Just 20 years before Jacob had met the Lord when he was alone at Bethel, the Lord told him, you know, do this, do this, do this. Jacob did what he was supposed to do. But now God is graciously coming back to him in his hour of need. Remember, the scriptures say he is distressed. He is terrified. Okay? So the Lord said, all right, now I sent my angels. It ain't working. So I'm going to have to show up and deal with you on a one-on-one. Remember, God meets us at whatever level he finds us in order to lift us to where he wants us to be. All right, so Jacob had spent, look here, Jacob had spent most of his adult life wrestling with people, Esau, Isaac, Laban, and even his wife, because right now, you know, his wife is kind of running him. All right, they was doing everything they could to, to, you know, do you love me the most, do you love me the most, do you love me the most, do you love me, this was going on for almost two chapters. All right, so the thing is, God met him where he's at. So since you wrestle with everybody else, I'm going to come and wrestle with you. All right, so now, here we are. So now he's telling him that you are no longer, come down here, verse 28. Thy name shall be called no more Jacob, but Israel. Notice that the E-L in Israel stands for God. I didn't know if y'all knew that or not, but that's in my notes. Yes, the E-L for Israel stands for God. Remember El, E-L, God. I went through the names of God, E-L, like El Shaddai is God Almighty. El Shaddai is God Almighty. So E-L stands for God, Okay. He said, thy name shall be called no more, but Israel, for as a, as a prince, thou hast power with God and with men and hast prevailed. So, here we go. And Jacob asked him and said, tell me, I pray thee thy name. And he said, wherefore is it that thou dost ask my name? And he blessed him there. You still don't know who he is, Jacob? For real, you had to ask him a name? What's in a name? This is El Shaddai, God Almighty, all right? And then he even named the place Peniel, verse 30, for I had seen God face to face, and my life is preserved, all right? So tonight we're going to stop right there. I want y'all to mark y'all. I'm marking it right here. I want y'all to mark it. We stopped at Genesis 2, verse 30. You guys, we're going to stop there tonight. I marked it. Uh, my book. Next week we're gonna we're gonna finish up thirty two, jump right into thirty three, and we're gonna get through 33, 34, and probably thirty five. Um, next week I want to make sure that we have all of that. Um, so I want you guys to remember. Um, Jacob had a name change in um Genesis thirty two to Israel. The first part of it is he fight or persist, and then With God. And then the EL in Israel means God. All right. So he fights or persists with God. The EL in Israel means God. All right. The Lord told Jacob to return home um, to the land of his fathers. And let's, um, he's going to go through a whole lot because he's going to step out of the will of God and, um, Be uh, disobedient, all right? Just remember that God is a a heart fixer, all right? And we're going to see next week how God works things out between Jacob and Esau. But then we go, Jacob goes right back to being Jacob. Um, Our word for the week again, faith is living without scheming. Faith is living without scheming. All right, God bless you, God keep you, God cause his face to shine upon you and give you peace. Shalom. Good night, everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know how you're gonna do what you're gonna do for me.